Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Ah, yes. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. My name is Sally, and, and I'm a little bit uh, do you know what? I'm a mixed emotions today. Let's just say that. That's easier. I'm a bit like, what the fuck? And oh, but also, ha 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 ha. <laughs> and I really don't know how to explain it. I know I do know how to explain it, but when I do say it, it's going to sound really strange. Okay, let's just put it out there. I think that if you've listened to enough episodes now, you'll know for a fact that nothing really is straightforward in my life anyway. Okay, so I am, um, when I do my podcasts, I've, uh, I've got a microphone, of course. Um, a microphone has got a, um, it's it's called a muff, okay? It's like a cover. It's not a screen. It's actually like a nice piece of black foam, like a little hat that you put on top of your microphone. It, it, do you know what it looks like? It looks like one of the um, the guards hats, you know, um, down in, Lo- in London, down in London. I live in the north of England. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, when they do the changing of the guard, they've got those massive sort of like beehive hats on. That's what my muff looks like on my microphone. Anyway, so in recent weeks, I've moved... I'll tell you what, because I'm working from home now. We've got one office downstairs, which was the dining room, but it's the office. But my husband is Scott. I'm telling you now, he's just one of the most messiest fuckers ever. And he just leaves everything everywhere. And then what he also does is go, I'm tidying up. It's not tidying up. What it's basically is, is throwing everything in the bin. So he doesn't tidy or organise or arrange or sort. He just puts everything in the fucking bin. And he's binned so much important stuff of mine. I just thought, fuck this. We've got a spare room upstairs. I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to make that my office. So that's what I'm in the process of doing. So everything is slowly but surely, like all my podcasting stuff, all my car stuff, all coming upstairs to the spare room. And I'm just waiting for a desk. Going to get a little desk up here. I've got a nice chair in here already. Um, So the microphone's up here. Um, There is no lock on this door, though. And my son Roman is incredibly nosy. So um, as everything's sort of like come up, I've got like piles of stuff everywhere. So bearing in mind, it's empty, this room. There's just a really nice comfy chair in it. And there's also my wardrobe. So this is like my walk-in wardrobe. It's not really a walk-in wardrobe. It's just the fact that the wardrobes are so shit in this house that my husband's filled the one in our room. So I've put all of my stuff in this one in this room. So yes, yeah, so I've just got a wardrobe full of clothes in here. Um but Roman has come in on his own and spotted the microphone and it must have been like, oh, like a, a light bulb of, oh, what is that moment? And he's um, he's eaten the muff. <laughs> no shit. He's eaten the muff. <laughs> I mean, 
I think I actually explain on a number of occasions how I've always had a love affair with the microphone, but my son actually has a love affair with the muff. And he is, I've actually managed to stick the muff back on a little bit so I can actually do this episode. I've got another one on order. It should arrive here tomorrow. But the whole back of the microphone is completely exposed, which luckily I don't speak into anyway. But the, the bit that I'm looking at at the moment has got like a massive chunk out of it. <laughs> Just, but you know, some people can't bear the thought of like sponging their teeth. Oh, I might have just made you really cringe. Then I'm, you know, I'm sorry about that. But so I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a, it's a pleasure for Roman. Um, I think he may have eaten a little section of it as I'm looking at it now because honestly, the whole back of it's exposed and I can't find it. So. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm pretty certain that my son has eaten sponge. <laughs> He's okay. He's gone to nursery fine this morning. But yesterday when I caught him, I was like, no, no. Oh, no. Like that. Oh, fuck. And then literally just went, <laughs> Roman, what are you eating the muff for? And he was like, going, bleh, bleh. <laughs> he's spitting it out. Bleh, bleh. And Roman, what are you doing? But I actually think it makes sense. So Roman doesn't talk yet. Okay, so he's a late talker and he everything goes in his mouth. He, he's learning everything in his mouth. But there's some things that I remember being a kid and I used to love shoving shit in my mouth. <laughs> like the, the texture of things and stuff like that. And my best friend Matilde, she's exactly the shade. Isn't it? This is brilliant Matilde. Because we were talking about Roman the other day because like Roman is my pride and joy, right? And I'm going to do anything I can do to help him. But he's so happy, like so happy um, that, it, you know, it's actually wonderful. He gets frustrated. He does get frustrated because he's trying to communicate. He's got some cracking words that come out. Like the other day he went, we're going. I went, yes, we are going. Well done, buddy. Let's go. Um, and then sometimes when he's trying to tell you something, you can, oh, my heart just aches for him. It really does. He's just so beautiful as well. I love him. Um but I was chatting to my friend Matilda about this. She lives in the south of France. And she was like, um, Sally, I was this... She's very French, by the way. She said, Sally, I was exactly the same as Roman. Uh, when I was at school, um, I was six, seven, probably seven, seven years old. My maman, she had to come into the school because I ate a, um, you know, the nest pen with the, uh, the ink cartridge. I was like, you ate a fountain pen? But yes. I was like, Matilda, are you serious? She was like, Yes. It's like you ate a fucking fountain pen. But of course. <laughs> like there wasn't a problem. So I um I really relate to Roman because he wants to eat everything and so did I. <laughs> I love that friend. I can't tell you that's why she's my best mate, but oh, 20 odd years now we've been really close friends. But yeah, she uh she ate a fountain pen. Uh, she ate a fountain pen in class and the cartridge as well. The whole fountain pen. I'm not joking. She ate the plastic and everything. Um and uh, yeah, her mum had to get called into school for it. But it's not the first time she did it. Apparently, she used to do it all the time. She ate half of a pencil case as well. I know. I know. <laughs> So yeah, so Roman's eaten my muff. He's eaten the muff. And so what I've had to do until the new one arrives, I've just had to kind of just stick this one on and just uh, just pray for the best, really. Just hope it, I can, you, can, you can hear it. It sounds a little bit tacky. So I only apologise for the, the cheapness of my muff quality today. But like I said, I've mixed emotions because how can you be? You, I, I can't get across at that. I, I don't get across with him anyway, to be fair, because he's just such a legend. But the fact that he was laughing and spitting it out just made me laugh so much. <laughs> like, see, I told you. Now, son, listen, let's have a conversation about Muff in a few years time. OK, I don't really want to go there just yet. You're only four. <laughs> he's so cute. Do you know what else is quite cute at the moment, actually? 
is um, obviously if you listen to my podcast episodes as they as they come out, we have decided that we're not going to try for another baby. I'm don't get me wrong, I'm a bit like Ugh. still. Of course, I'd love to have more children, but I know for a fact that subconsciously I've made this decision because I've not made any appointments, and that to me is all I need to know. So when I actually start to think about it and talk about it, I'm like, oh, but I would love another one. But then it's like, yes, but do you want to inject into your stomach again? And it's like, no, I don't really want to go down that route. I've done it three times. No, thank you. So. Um, I'm clearing out all of Roman's baby clothes and I have mentioned this before, I'm going to get one of those keepsake bears made out of all of his baby clothes stuff and I think you've got to have at least six, oh my god I've got 12, I can't narrow it down, I've got so many little outfits that I used to love him in when he was like a tiddler, like tiny newborn because um, I, I only did baby grows for like a year really, I mean I, I I, I don't I don't know I don't like this is my opinion by the way you know I'm not judging anybody but for me I didn't really like dressing Roman as a little man do you know what I mean it was just baby grows all the way so definitely from about 12 to even 12 to 8 I think 18 months he's still in baby grows and they race they're so easy as well aren't they they were just so easy so anyway yeah I've got some really cool oh like, like little body suits as well I used to have little body suits and like little tiny trackies and leggings and stuff like that they were dead easy um because he had such chunky legs I would never have put him in jeans his legs were so big I just the thought of those chafing would just break my heart so yeah he was always in really lovely soft stuff um but I'm going to get one of these little bears made, but I can't decide. I just can't decide <laughs> which baby grows to, to get the bears made out of. I might have to have a selection of bears <laughs> the way that I'm going. It's really bad. Um, But my niece has just had a little boy blesser. So uh, I've got some stuff bagged up for her. And then I've got my friend Shelly. She's had, she's had a little boy recently. I've got some stuff bagged up for her. And then friend Leanne's had another little boy as well. So I've got things. Do you know, I just, I'd rather give stuff away to people that I know that are going to appreciate it and enjoy it. And, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing at the moment, clearing out all of Rose's stuff. There's few pieces that I have kept, um, and I don't know why, but I have. Like, we, we bought him this really cool Kenzo coat, right, when he was about nine months old. It was like nine to 12 months. And, it, okay, it was a bit of a splurge, but it just looked ace. Is anybody ever going to wear it? I don't think so, but I just want him to see it when he's a bit older and go, look how cool you were, mate. This is what you had. But, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know why I've kept it. I've just kept it for myself, really, to be honest with you. I don't know why. Um, do you know another thing I've kept? I just don't know why I've kept it is my wedding dress. And whilst we've been clearing out all the clothes and stuff like that, and because we're just making space, because eventually we are, um, we're going to sort of, this house is going to get knocked to pieces. So we're just trying to live as streamlined as we can. So no clutter, no junk. It's very impossible, though, um, or near on impossible. But... Um, my wedding dress. I don't. I don't know what to do with my wedding dress. And as we were clearing stuff out, Scott was like, "Why have you not? Why, why have you still got this?" I don't know. I don't know. I just don't want to get rid of it. Now, traditionally, this is what my mum said. Sandra said that you'd kept your wedding dress, and then what you would do traditionally is have your first child's christening dress made out of your wedding dress, or parts of your veil into the christening outfit, or I don't know. I think it was the wedding dress. I think it was the wedding dress. The wedding dress would be made into your first child that you had that would then be their christening dress. Well, Roman's not christened and it took me a very long time to have him. So by that point, I'd kind of like given up, <laughs> to be honest with you. And so I've just kept it. I've just kept it and it's in its bag. I, I didn't ever, I never washed it. I've never, I mean, I got married nine years ago this year. So I've got a dirty wedding dress sat in a bag. 
Um, it wasn't that filthy. I didn't spill stuff on it, but the edges of the bottom of it have got like a bit of mud on it where we were running through the grass to get some nice photos and stuff. Um, I wasn't really running because I had like a five inch heel on at the time, but so I was obviously sort of like teetering, like tippy tappy through the grass. Um, so it's a bit dirty and I've never tried it on again. Ever. I don't know why. Maybe I should do. Do you know, I was chatting to a lovely girl the other day I've met recently. I'm on a business course at the moment and I'm loving it. And I met a fabulous girl called Rosie. And uh, I was talking to her about this and I was like, you know what? I don't know what to do with my wedding dress. And she went, oh, I I put mine on. I was like, what? She goes, yeah, no, seriously. I sometimes just put mine on and then I just go downstairs and then I say to my husband, should I watch you have for tea? I'm just sat wearing it. I said, seriously? She's like, yeah, yeah, honestly. She goes, I just put it on. Um, and she goes, I've got gravy down the front of it because I spilled gravy on it on my wedding day. I love her even more for that and telling me. I just love that. Um, and she said, yeah. And then I uh, I just sometimes just walk around the house in it. I, why have I never done this? Is this, I mean, does anybody else do this with their wedding dress? Just stick it on. Just stick it on for a little bit of fun. Sorry, I've got to move my legs because like I said, I'm upstairs now. Um, and my microphone with the broken muff is sat on three shoe boxes and I'm sat on the floor and I've just got a dead leg so I've just got to stretch it out so just bear with me um, but yeah I don't know what to do with mine I have no idea I don't have a daughter so I can't pass it on to somebody um, and I, I don't know what else to make it into make it into another few bears <laughs> I might just sell it. Maybe I should sell it. I don't know. I genuinely don't know what to do with my wedding dress. I don't know whether to sell it or give it away, gift it away to somebody. I don't know. What do you, what do, you do with your wedding dresses? This is it. This is because things have, have changed so much, haven't they, from the tradition? It's like, I remember my mum saying to me, try and get it. Was it my mum? Who said this? It was about fruitcake and your wedding cake because my wedding cake was all sponge, right? I didn't want fruitcake on my wedding cake. And my mum was telling me that you should have a bit of fruitcake or people used to have a bit of fruitcake on the wedding cake, iced. And then what, because it keeps, it keeps apparently. And then it would keep for, it would then be the first cake or a part of the christening cake of your first child as well. Isn't it? It's like, no, my wedding cake got eaten quite quickly. It was amazing. <laughs> and in fact... The woman who made it for me, because we were, we were going away to the States literally in the next day. She said, if you haven't finished it, stick it in the freezer and it defrosts beautifully. And she was right. Oh, so when we got back from our wedding, our honeymoon, we spent three weeks in America. As soon as we got back, we got the cake out in the evening, put the kettle on. And we had some more wedding cake and <laughs> a cup of tea after we got home. But yeah, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be able to keep my cake that long, actually, to be honest. So um, if anybody's ever kept a bit of the cake, you'll have to let me know. So yeah, that's the one thing at the moment. I don't know what to do with my wedding dress. And I've left it. It's in a bag. It's in It's in the other spare room. Oh, no, it's not. It's actually in Roman's wardrobe in his bedroom. So it's in Roman's room. And I just, I have no idea what to do with this wedding dress, whether to give it away. I don't know. I think people make things out of it, don't they? Um, uh, I don't even know whether to get it dry cleaned. I'm a bit, I'm a bit concerned that if I did get it dry cleaned, it's going to cost me a fortune. And then what am I paying a fortune for if it's just going to sit back in a bag again? So I might as well just keep it in the bag dirty. I think maybe I should start to put it on though, because on reflection, my wedding dress was the one thing that I was really particular about. I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew exactly what style I was going for. Lace doesn't suit me. So I was never going to go for a lacy wedding dress. Um, pearls and oh, I did have pearl earrings. I had pearl earrings, but like beading, you know, like that was never going to suit me either. That just wasn't going to work for me or anything with anything metallic on it. So mine's very plain. It was by a company called Pronovius, I think it was, they're Spanish. 
it's a lovely dress and it sort of sits off the shoulder and it's very fitted and it's all ruched at the back and it sort of straight, goes straight down but there was like a nice long bit at the back of it as well it was lovely and I remember when we were talking about planning like you know planning our wedding I kept saying do you know what I just want to have a nice dress I really want to have a nice dress I was very picky about it I knew exactly what I wanted I went and tried it on I remember going to try it on and I went, yeah, that's fine. I'll just take that and the size down. Because that's like, what everybody does, isn't it? They sort of buy a size down. And my God, to get myself to a 10, it was like, holy shit balls. That was hard. Um, and I, oh my God, I remember just eating meat. And I went really heavy protein <laughs> like eight weeks before my wedding to try and get myself into this dress. Fucking did it though. Good girl. Um, but I... Um, yeah, I remember. I remember going, to, I got it from a really beautiful boutique, which is in a place called Macclesfield, which is lovely, actually. And I don't think it's open anymore, this little boutique. And she said to me, um, just the one you're trying on. I said, yeah, 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 that's it. I'll just take that. She went, is this your first marriage? I said, yeah, yeah. And she went, so why aren't you trying any more on? I went, oh, I don't want to. I said, I've, I've been doing loads of research at home and that's, that's definitely the dress. I'll just take that one. She went, I'm really sorry, but you've come without your mother today and you've got no friends. I didn't have any bridesmaids. And she goes, you've, you're on your own. I'd like you to try some more on, please. And I went, no, honestly, it's okay. I want you to. I went, holy, okay, all right then. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, you know, argue with her. She was fucking ace. Honestly, she was so lovely. She got me this massive dress out, like a big meringue. And she went, I know you said you didn't want it, but you've just got to try it on. And she was right, actually. She was really lovely. I said, yeah, but I don't want to waste your time because that's exactly what I want there. And she was like, I know, but everybody has to do this. And she was so cute. So yeah, I tried on like this big fucking massive meringue dress. It was enormous. It was actually really nice, but wasn't really me and then I tried on one which was like by a designer called I think it was called the bluebird or something it was huge and if I'd had a really ostentatious wedding I would have hands down got it all day right because it was just mega and it was totally different um, and I said that to her I said you know if I was having like a mega wedding this would be the one because it was just I, don't, I can't even describe it to you, you probably need to google it. I'm sure I can't remember what designer it's by but it's called like the I think it's called the bluebird it was and it was mint I can't stop thinking about it. Hang on, just give me a second. I'm gonna have a, <laughs> gonna have a look for it now. <laughs> the bluebird wedding dress. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Got my finger going as fast as anything. Um, it's on my mind. I don't normally do this, by the way, on podcasts. I normally like to go. Away. Oh my god, I found it. It's by the designer Ian Stewart. Oh, it's it is amazing. It is. I didn't, oh my God, looking at it now, it's like wowzers. It was mega. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved my dress. Like I genuinely love my dress. My dress was very chic, very classic and very, um, it was effortless. But like I was saying, if I was going to have, I mean, we had nine people at the ceremony of our wedding. That was it. I think even less than that, actually. It was just like our mums and dads and my best friend, Matilde. Um, and then, then we had like 30 people in our back garden and our old back garden. And it was very, just very, very relaxed. But if I was going to do like a mega wedding and like be a bit of bridezilla, that is the one that I would have gone for at the time because it was just huge. And I would like to have knocked people over with it. You know, and as you're walking past and you're just like, old days are going ah! like that because you're just shimmying on past with your huge dress. And it, it just reminded me of, all right, okay, this is probably going to show my age, but I don't really care. Do you remember Calamity Jane? 
Have you ever seen the the original, I mean, the original film Calamity Jane with Doris Day when she goes to the ball in the evening? Uh, yes, that is it. And she wants to, she fancies Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Danny Gilmartin, but he doesn't fancy her. And in the end, she ends up getting on with Bill Hickok. Oh, yeah, that's the one. It reminds me of that. It reminds me of that, like with a big old hoop underneath it amazing and I would have most likely worn bloomers as well but at the moment I have basically got a dirty dress sat in the spare room that is not going anywhere maybe I should start to get it out I guarantee I'm not the only person with a dirty wedding dress sat in the spare room or the loft or something but if you've got any ideas as to what to do with it I'm yes I'm I'm open to um two options I just I don't know if I can get rid of it this is a strange thing I feel like I'm emotionally attached to my wedding dress even though I've not even looked at it for nine years I mean I might even open the bag somebody might have nicked it and replaced it with something <laughs> what the f- who's is this fucking <laughs> yeah find me on with um find me with on god I'll tell you what this whole muff thing this morning this muff, muff, muff episode is not me for six okay let me compose myself it is instagram and it's adventures of a geriatric mum really really easy to find all suggestions welcome i think i'm just a bit giddy i'm giddy because the weather's getting better and this has been a really long winter it's been awful actually it's it just just feels like it's dragged the fact that it snowed last week in march was just unheard of for the uk so i am it's sunny today it's warming up a little bit i've turned the central heating off um and I'm just craving good warmth. I think I'm just craving some good weather and some sunshine, to be honest with you. And my feet are desperate to get back into fit, f- flip, f- <laughs> flip flops. <laughs> I can't even speak. I love flip flops. Flip flop weather is my favourite weather. My feet, life is better in flip flops, isn't it? My feet crave fit flops. <laughs> flip-flops flip-flop oh do you know what i love saying it i can't even i can't say it but i love saying it when i when i can say it (laughs) flip-flop in australia they're called thongs and uh, i was chatting to my sister well we actually we're all in like a a whatsapp group together and uh, there was a conversation going on that's it zoe my sister makes things all the time she's got a sewing machine and she makes the kids loads of cool stuff and she'd made harriet her 16 year old well she's nearly 16 year old daughter a pair of white shorts and i said holy moses she better get herself a nice thong on there and my sister replied saying yeah g-bangers only and i was like what is a g-banger and she's like oh my god i'm so australian it's a thong (laughs) (laughs) g-banger that's going in the vocabulary i loved it but yeah, it seems such a shame though that they've lost the use of the word flip flop because it's just such a beautiful, <laughs> such a beautiful word <laughs> when you can actually say it. But I, I, I love them. I love flip flops. They're just great. In fact, to be fair, I've got a pair of flip flops that I do tend to wear outside in, the, not outside in the winter, but. If you have to knit to the garage for anything, I, I've got, I don't do slippers very well. Sometimes the fluffiness of a slipper makes my feet sweat and I don't like that feeling. So I'd rather have like a flip flop in the house. That works a lot better for me. But summer flip flops are, you know, when you've got your toes looking nice and you feel nice and you've, you know, it's almost like your feet have come out of hibernation, isn't it? It's just such a lovely thing, getting your feet into flip-flops and just bumming around. Oh, I could just wear them all day. Honestly, I could I could quite happily live in flip-flops. And that's why, I don't know, I do love the UK. But sometimes, especially at this time of year when you're just craving good weather, you, you have those moments where you think, yeah, I could happily emigrate me. Could happily be going somewhere where it's just sunny all the time. But then on reflection, you hear my sister and she's just sweating constantly and got really bad chub rub. So... <laughs> 
Think I'd rather, rather wear the thick socks and have an electric blanket than chub rub. Oh, that's awful. Pseudocrem in your 40s. It's not the dream that I wanted. Right. Anyway, thank you so much for dropping by and having a listen to another episode of my podcast. I honestly really, really appreciate it if you're coming back all the time. And if you've been sharing it with friends, once again, thank you. I've got some cracking guest speakers lined up in the next couple of weeks. I've just been a very busy lady. So I've not been able to get on as many as I wanted recently. Um, and life's busy. It really is, but also quite fun, especially when you're having your muff chewed when you're trying to do a podcast episode. Right. Like I said before, if you're not already, give me a follow. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum if you're on Instagram. And if you ever want to come on board as a guest speaker, why don't you reach out to me? I love a good reach out, by the way. I'm always happy to take a good reach out. So, yeah, just drop me a line. Send me a reach out. If you're doing something at the moment where you've overcome a little bit of adversity in your life, um, whether you went through IVF like I did, or maybe you have just had some shit thrown your way and and you've actually just decided to not let it get you down anymore and now the work that you're doing or the mission that you're on is helping so many others then wow what an inspirational story let's go why don't you come here and share it i'd absolutely love to hear it like i said find me instagram at adventures of a geriatric mum and if you're listening on spotify or apple or whatever format you're listening on uh, a five-star review would be very very welcome Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.